Ignore Me podcast. I'm a big film nerd, Everett. And I'm Emerald, and I'm engaged to a nerd. On this week's episode, we'll be covering uh, The Creator, directed by Gareth Edwards. And Emily the Criminal, directed and written by John Patton Ford. We finally got around to it. For The Creator, we will be doing a spoiler and non-spoiler section. Since Emily the Criminal is a bit older, we will just go straight into spoilers on that movie. There will be time codes down in the description below. When the war started, they protected me. Took better care of me than humans would have. They're not people, Maya. It's just programming. The creator, uh, written and directed by Gareth Edwards, uh, he co-wrote along with Chris Weitz, uh, stars John David Washington and Madeline Una Voiles. Uh, and then as well as Gemma Chan, Ken Watanabe, Stargirl Simpson, Allison Janney, and others in smaller roles. Um, it is a new sci-fi movie. Uh, original concept. Very inspired by Blade Runner, I would say. And the current world with AI. I really liked it. I didn't know he wanted to see it. And every time the trailer came on, I complained and talked about how stupid it looked. And just so much, it looked like a repeat of everything. I don't think the trailer did it justice at all. Um, <clears throat> and I just complained and complained and complained. And then one day he's like, oh, that's going to be my pick for <laughs> the podcast. And I felt really bad because I didn't think he wanted to see it. But I'm actually really glad we went. It's uh, one of the only sci-fi movies I've actually enjoyed. So I, I liked it. Yeah, I, I think there's, it sits in between the kind of classic you know your Blade Runner 2001 A Space Odyssey arrival like these really drama based high concept sci-fi stuff um, and then more like your your Star Wars and your like an Elysium or something that's a little more action based it sits kind of in between them and I think honestly that is the only struggle is it can't decide does it want to be just like a big budget crowd pleaser action movie or does it want to delve deeper into the like the thematic material and the characters journeys and i think it kind of like it's not super long it's only a little over two hours and yet it kind of drags. yeah i thought we were in there for like three plus hours <laughs> and i think it's partly like the action sequences look nice but sometimes they lack a little heft to them there's not a lot of stakes for the character other than don't get shot um and so i think it kind of they they kind of get repetitive and drag on a little bit the real highlight of this movie is the visuals uh craig frazier did the cinematography on this you'll know him from dune and the batman from recent memory and both of those are phenomenally well shot movies and this is no exception it's stunning to look at yeah it's really really pretty and like i don't know if it's cgi or whatever they did for a lot of it um but it looks so good <laughs> yeah i think they did a really good job i imagine there was lots of practical effects on set and a lot of reference material on set so that when they did have to go cgi um, they knew what it would look like in those lighting conditions or had some they spent the time and the effort to make this look fantastic i also think it helps it has a pretty grainy film look it's pretty 
like kind of gritty and gross at times not like gross but like dirty um and i think that really helps the cgi it doesn't have to look perfectly clean and yet real it can be grungy and in shadows and not in the direct sun and it just fits and is seamless um and i think yeah it works really well and it's a really pretty movie (laughs) yep um it follows joshua who um is the main character and this is post ai supposedly dropping a nuclear bomb in the center of la and killing a million people instantly um and now there's like this war going on where basically just america sucks as (laughs) per usual um and they are kind of just trying to wipe out all artificial intelligence even though it's so integrated in every other and cultures. so advanced at this point yeah and it's like so in other people's like cultures and stuff and they're like living amongst the robot people and like them and this yeah and america wants to kill them all yeah it's um i think this is one of the areas that like it stayed pretty surface level of just the u.s got scared of ai and instead of just fixing the legislation or how it's implemented or looking into why these events happened the way they did. They just went, well, we're going to destroy all of it and start a war. And it never really gets more nuanced than that. Um, I guess technically our main character is American. So the fact that he ends up in kind of a gray area is some amount of nuance to that. But really, the army just stays the army. The AI remain the AI. And that's, yeah, it kind of just never goes beyond that. However, the characters themselves, John David Washington as Joshua and Madeline Univoyles as Alfie, um, really shine and are... Oh, yeah, she's phenomenal. She's fantastic. Yeah. Um and really the heart of this movie and gripping and yeah i think the the way the two of them play off each other you believe their relationship you believe their dynamic and that's what elevates this over just another story about ai yeah we talk a lot about child actors um and we say that they either have to be really, really talented or really, really cute in order for it to be worth it. And I think she is both. Yeah. <laughs> she was so freaking adorable, that whole movie, but also just so talented. Yeah. Yeah. Did a really, really great job, um, which I know can be really hard on these types of movies because there's got to be a million people on set to pull this off and so many big lights and cameras and weird effects and all the stuff going on around her that for her to really just give this level of performance is very impressive um and it's not just like a oh yeah you believe she's a kid it's emotional performance like she makes you feel things for the character outside of just what the the movie tells you to feel she really elevates the character of alfie yeah i think if someone else had that part it wouldn't be it would just be another movie you know but i think yeah to make me like sci-fi you have to be (laughs) really really good yeah 
So yeah, I think this is a really strong movie. Um, it makes me sad because everyone complains that there's no original ideas in Hollywood. Uh, and then we get a good original idea movie and probably no one's going to go see it. Our theater was kind of empty for opening yeah. night Friday. We even saw like in IMAX and it was like at a normal time on a Friday night, opening night. And there were so many seats and literally maybe 10 people there. Yeah. Including us. <laughs> yep and so you know people keep complaining that all we get is remakes sequels and superhero movies but that's all people seem to turn up for so yeah, yeah. i mean i guess this year we got oppenheimer and barbie but still i barbie, think <laughs> i think they're definitely people need to start actually putting their money where their mouth is and showing up for these types of movies because it's by a director with an idea and something to say with a really talented cast and crew around him bringing a great movie to life all right spoilers for the creator um so one of the things that happens pretty early on john david washington joshua is established to have a wife um and a then pregnant wife. a pregnant wife and then their village starts being attacked by the u.s and he reveals that he's actually been a undercover agent for a long time and wasn't really supposed to fall in love with her but did and whatever um and so then she ends up he believes dying uh and that kind of he then takes a step back from the military but then the military convinces him with a, a video that she's still alive after like five years yeah after five years and that hey there's a weapon that's going to potentially destroy all us humans and end our ability to be what we want to be um and so we need you and he basically goes just to try and get back to his wife if she is still alive um and i'd say for him that's the emotional stakes for most of the movie you then find out it's in the trailers this weapon is a child alfie um and he ends up kind of you know he doesn't immediately kill her and, or anything like he's supposed to and kind of ends up pseudo protecting her and then gets wrapped up in this whole thing and doesn't really and know thinks, where he stands um she draws a symbol that his wife had tattooed on her so she he thinks that she can lead her to his wife yeah and so they go on an adventure together trying to figure out how to get there and how to and not they're being get chased by both the army and the other kind of well, not really the AI robot people, well, the but police. Yeah, the police and stuff. Because yeah, he's still wanted, and they need to get the girl, little girl, back because she's important. And then the U.S. Army just wants to kill them, and so they run around for a while. And this is, I think, where the movie started to drag. There was a, you know, like a side character and stuff they meet up with, and then betrayal and all this stuff that just kind of keeps happening. You're like, okay, yeah. I get it it looks nice but i'm getting a little little bored here um you then find out that uh his wife is this creator that people have been searching for nermada and she cloned her fetus to make the little girl and it can she can grow and control like any weapon with her mind basically and shut down the power of everything and like yeah, she's like the first child robot, and she's the only one with the ab ability to age. 
Yeah, and so he then naturally gets attached to to the child because he finds out it's his own, and they've been growing kind of a bond this whole way. And then probably my favorite part of the movie, they finally get to Nirmada, his wife, the AI little girl's mom, um, and she's on life support and basically dead, but just being kept alive because the AI, quote-unquote, can't hurt our creator and so they've been kind of forced they want to just take her off um life support they believe in reincarnation in this part of the world and where they are and stuff so the ai's like you know we got to take her off so she can be reborn but we can't do that because we can't harm her and so he finally gets back to his wife after five years and the what he has to do is let her die um and i thought that was a really great way to handle that and also the little girl talking asking him to kill her basically was so sad and yeah. she is so cute and <laughs> i <laughs> yeah yeah was good. and so they they do and then the u.s army attacks and they fight a whole lot and then there's this big battle station thing the u.s has created that's going to wipe out the ai and they've got to destroy it and so they go and they fight on it and then eventually they destroy it um, and then this is where the movie got too crowd pleasy, trying to wrap everything in a nice neat bow. Yeah. Um, towards the end, she they're trying to get on an escape pod together when they're blowing up that space station thing, and they get separated for a while. And she takes this like chip that they had put into her mom's head to like kind of take out her personality and put it into an AI one. And she finds, like, a robot version of her mom and puts it in, but then she doesn't come back to life immediately, so she goes on with, you know, exploding a space station. Um, and then they're trying to get in the escape pod, and the door kind of, like, breaks, so only she can get in, and he cannot. Um, and so they have to say their little tearful goodbye and all that stuff, and it's very, very sad. And then he somehow ends up right next to the AI mom and they run together in slow motion in giant clunky space suits and make out and it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, again, not that every movie has to be sad or tragic, but I think the nice arc for this character was even though I lost my wife, I got to save my child. But now he gets to kind of have both. Yeah. And it's a little, it's just cheesy and generic and like oh of course that happened because you know you want to make the happy ending and i just i don't think this movie needed it and it kind of that's how the film kind of ends and so you're just like oh i think it would have okay. been better if they had kept just like the chip not found the robot mom or whatever and she had it and like gave it back to him before the door closed or whatever and then it was just him and like his little dead wife's memory on the chip and then they he had to die or yeah. something you know because then it's like he still can die with his wife without it being this stupid slow-mo cheesy kiss yep um but really other than that it's just it's a it's a solid sci-fi movie it's not gonna tell you anything new about ai or our relationship with it but it's a solid entry into this category um and by no means a waste of your time so please go out and see it so what would you rate it i will give this a, an eight out of ten yeah 
I'm between a 7.5 and an 8. Yeah, I think just my natural leaning to liking sci-fi and the visuals of this are incredible. Uh, it, it gets an 8 for me. The story is a little generic, but well done and well acted. And so, yeah, 8 out of 10. Did you locate the weapon? Yeah, it's just a key. Are you going to heaven? No. You gotta be a good person to go to heaven. Alright, for my movie this week, I picked Emily the Criminal because it's been sitting on our to-watch list for a really long time and I didn't want to go anywhere. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So we wanted to pick something on streaming. Um, I really love Aubrey Plaza. I've loved her forever, so we were really excited to see this. We saw a lot of people recommend it, and it was fine. Yeah, and we'll be going straight into spoilers for this movie, so if you haven't watched it, hit pause, go watch it, and come back, or be warned, you will be spoiled. Yeah, Um, so this follows Aubrey Plaza. She is... An adult woman who lives with roommates is really struggling to get by. She works a job. I think it's like catering or delivering food or something. Um, And she just needs more money. And then one day her co-worker gives her this number to make $200 in an hour. And she goes and she meets Theo Rossi's character Youssef who tells them they have to do something illegal, and if they do, they will get uh, $200. Um, So they make a bunch of fake credit cards and fake IDs for them and tell them all to go buy TVs, and then they sell them for more money or less money so that they can sell them, but since it wasn't their money because it was fake credit cards, they're, like, making money. If you've seen Good Girls that it's a less good version of good girls good girls is so good uh highly recommend if you haven't watched that it's a great great tv show the first two seasons at least only seen the first season yeah um but yeah so she does it and then he asks her to come back because he kind of has a thing for her and the next day when she comes back instead of just a tv she has to buy a car and she gets in like a chase and this guy like hits her and she has a bloody nose and whatever. And she slowly starts getting closer with Yusef and getting a high for crime. And they kind of fall in love, but not really. Um, and then, yeah, he's been spending all this time trying to earn enough money to buy an apartment complex so that he can get out of the life of crime and give his mother a nice place to live. And then his brother, question mark, steals all his money and she decides that she wants to rob him back. So they set up a plan and both the brother and Yusef end up super beat up and sad and hurt and ouchy. And um, she just leaves him there to die, basically, and runs to... I think somewhere in South America and then starts being Yusef and teaching other people to do crime so that she can make money. Yeah. Um, what a bummer of an ending. <laughs> I liked it when I thought she just went to South America and was going to do art or something. Yeah. But it was kind of dumb to make her be a crime lord because it did not go well the first time. Yeah, she... It's not only that, like, oh, no, it didn't work out well for unforeseen reasons. It's literally, like, they tell her, don't do A, B, and C. And then she goes and does A, B, and C and, and gets then herself gets caught. in trouble. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, 
they told you exactly what not to do and those are the three things you immediately do so then for her to become the one leading this is just like oh what her whole thing was that she just wanted to be paid enough that she could spend her free time doing art yeah and so and, it's just kind of a bummer and didn't really make sense yeah but i think there is a strong part of this movie that's a commentary on capitalism and our treatment of uh people with records and stuff so at the start she has a felony charge against her um which do we ever even really figure out officially what it's for um she was with a guy and she beat the crap out of him yeah um and so yeah a you know i i get it you probably shouldn't do that at times but also like then it's on her record and so she can never get a job better than this catering one every time she applies she gets rejected or questioned about it and a guy in one interview like lies to her pretending they don't know what it is so then when she lies about what the felony charge is he catches her and she's like well why can you lie to me but i can't to you and blah 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 but one of the best scenes in the movie that the best scene in the movie and also for a while is she goes to interview for an internship <laughs> and it's like at a very prestigious place and then she goes wait, is this an internship or a job? Because her friend told her it was a job. Yeah, and the lady's like, well, it's an internship. And she's like, "Do you? is it a paid internship? And she's like, no. And she just, like, starts basically yelling at her for being like, why would you ask people to work for you for free? Which is so true. We were just talking about <laughs> how internships are so stupid. And, yeah, I just, I loved that scene in yeah. particular but the rest of the movie is fine yeah and like when they're doing that argument the uh the lady who's hiring her is like well you know when i started i was the only woman doing this and now look and she's like yeah but it was your job you got paid and she's like yeah well you know you now get a chance to do this and she's like yeah but when you did it you got paid yeah <laughs> and just keeps reiterating like you're asking me to be your secretary and do your job and she's and like but not get paid and he's well you know it's just a secretary position or whatever she's like yeah secretaries get paid yeah and it's like (laughs) she's like well this is such like a coveted position everyone wants this i would be doing you a favor and she's like no you're not you're not paying me (laughs) like i need to eat (laughs) yeah so and so there's a little commentary in that and that she's somewhat forced into this life but at the same time a lot of this is her own doing And the bad things that happen are entirely under her control and she makes bad decisions. And so I'm torn on whether do I like her because she's, you know, down on her luck and doing her best to survive. Or do I not like her because she is literally being so dumb and throwing away And you never really, really find out what the, like, felony charges. You know that she got in a fight with a man that she was dating. And it's never okay to abuse your partner or anything. And so it's like... If you went through an entire thing where an entire jury found you guilty in court of abuse to the point that you have a felony record, you did something really bad. Like, I get that couples fight. Maybe she was just defending herself, blah, 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 whatever. There can be a lot of arguments made, but they weren't made. The movie doesn't tell you. Yeah, it doesn't (laughs) say like, oh, they actually both got felony charges because he was hitting her and then she wailed on him or there was a history of domestic violence and she snapped one night yeah so basically she's just a bad person as far as we know yeah um and so yeah 
I don't know. I kind of just, it just kind of washed over me and we watched it and it was like, all right, now we're done. Yeah. I even like turned to him and was like, what movie did we watch again? <laughs> so never, never yeah. a great sign, but, uh, yeah. So what would you rate this one? Um, like a five. Yeah. Mostly just cause I love Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> yeah. She's good in it. Um, I don't know. I'm going three or four. Yeah. I guess a four because it's not like egregiously bad. It's pretty but... short also, so I wasn't super nice. bored during yeah. it. But yeah, so it's like, yeah, between like a four and a five, I would say. Yeah, I think that's fair. In the next hour, you will make 200 cash, but you will have to do something illegal. You won't be in danger, but you will be breaking the law. Yo, you gonna pay for that? All right, thank you for listening to our episode this week. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Nerd and Normie, and tune in every Monday for a new episode. And if you're listening on YouTube, like and subscribe. And if you are on an audio platform, leave a five-star review. It really helps us out. Thank, thank you. you.